0: Welcome, listeners, to a new episode of Monster, Dear Monster, a podcast about monsters. I'm one of your co-hosts, Leonard, and joining me today is another one of my co-hosts, Dave. Dave Surprise! How are you doing? It's me. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Surprise, it's Dave, not Cameron, because once again, we are covering another episode of Melvina's Therapy. And Cameron lives on the underside of the planet, so it is nighty-night time for him. And by other side of the planet, I mean Australia. Uh, The land of poison and uh, death. Right, Dave? That's what I've been told. (laughs) Uh, soon the plate-sized sp- spiders will team up with the blue-ringed octopi, octopi to uh, just claim the land through envenomation. Um, and, then, and they'll ride on the back of the giant boars. I, yes. saw, I
1: saw that in a movie. Two, two movies. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then the the koalas who are just always surly will just cause trouble in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh we are uh we're going to make a, a slight deviation from our normal uh uh podcast routine today with our our semi annual let's cover news because a, a really important bit of horror news dropped kind of late yesterday uh dave you wanna you wanna talk about it a little bit
1: <laughs> that's not me that's that's cat <laughs> that's my cat (laughs) i don't know where she is she's having a time wherever she's at or she's stuck somewhere um yes we have a um i guess it's on toonami
0: i don't remember where it's nope it's 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 it is airing on toonami Toonami, but it's being promoted through adult swim because they're basically interchangeable at this point Uh, these days i don't
1: who, who can remember (laughs) <laughs> um but they there is an upcoming adaptation of more junji ito um by production ig this time um and this has the potential not to be like the last series that kind of utterly failed yep
0: um that's right uh Uzumaki is being adapted into a Four-part limited run series for Tsunami, uh, as Dave mentioned by production IG, um, and is being uh scored by I always, always had it. There we go. Colin Stetson, who um, you might whose work you might recognize if you've watched Hereditary, you know, that movie that we covered a while ago. Uh, <laughs> and was good good it was good spooky and spooky and has uh one of the most uncomfortable soundtracks um i've 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 ever heard also i had no idea that those those noises were being made by a saxophone so uh the more you know (laughs) uh (laughs) kenny g uh, kenny g was there oh the kenny g and his magic magic his magic saxophone his <laughs> magic <skills>. his magic <laughs> like 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 clearly doesn't look like a saxophone but is a saxophone saxophone it's an alto sax yeah
1: um yeah and and he has those uzumaki
0: curls <laughs> <laughs> oh man is kenny g the source of the spiral he may,
1: may may very very well be. We've made him rele- the, we've made him relevant again. The, twenty twenty we... years later, is he still? I think he's still alive.
0: Oh yes, he's yes, Kenny G. <laughs> is, he, is he performing? Yes, Who knows? Yes, da- yes, Dave. Kenny G is in fact not dead. <laughs> have you seen him? <laughs> I uh, yes, I have. Well, not in person. I mean, I, if we're, well. Well, Dave, I mean, if we're going to go that route, I mean, there are a number of people who could just be digital ghosts existing on the internet.
1: That's true.
0: Technology uh, these days. Yep. All that AI learning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. face recognition and mm-hmm. and performance capture. Who knows who's real unless you seize them in person. Exactly. Um, um, oh,
1: also, before yes. we move on accidentally um in case you missed it the dark crystal age of resistance tv show has started on netflix which yes we will of course cover eventually probably next month yes because we have
0: to watch uh, it <laughs> and and also because uh uh Junji Ito is Japan's uh uh Lovecraft and because uh uh Colin Stetson is uh, attached to this Uzumaki uh, adaptation. I think it's also uh worth mentioning that uh Colin Stinson has also scored the upcoming Nicolas Cage starring adaptation of the color out of space that will <laughs> uh premiere, I believe it's next month at the, yeah, uh, soon. T- yeah, the Toronto uh International Film Festival. Cool. So, yes. so we'll see it in the spring maybe yeah exactly um but yes uh dave uh, just before we move on what are your your thoughts of a nicholas cage starring adaptation of <laughs> the color out of space uh i'm actually
1: pretty excited i like the source material and i enjoyed the last dozen projects that cage has worked on i i <laughs> He's he's a thing. He, he's Nicholas Cage, um, hamming it up. It's great. I I liked Mandy quite a bit actually. Yes, um, even though it it that's I think a divisive film. Um, and what else? He's done, he's done a couple just random drive angry and just random stuff like that. I it, it's fun. They're fun ridiculous movies. Um, that he takes actually pretty seriously. So. It's it's even better when he's insisting that this is like a pure performance piece and he's very seriously acting and it's just, he's just being himself. Just, yep. be,
0: just be yourself, Nick Cage, and that's okay. We, I, I, well, we, we I, like it. <laughs> and and then and then when you uh, when you shuffle off this mortal coil you will be entombed in your ridiculous pyramid located in new orleans <laughs> uh, that that the people of new orleans absolutely despise <laughs> nicolas cage has a giant pyramid mausoleum for himself in some graveyard in new orleans and everyone hates it
1: they're just jealous that they don't have a giant pyramid mausoleum filled with traps
0: yes that 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 one day that that all of their their mausoleums will fall to ruin and that god king nicholas cage will be the only one to be remembered after the fall well
1: look he has to have somewhere to securely place the declaration of independence
0: Yep, there we go. And that's our quota for Nicolas Cage jokes. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) It's time to move on from the news segment. Uh, But seriously, really looking forward to that uh, Uzumaki adaptation. It looks great, and I never realized that Heredity's uh, score would be the perfect fit for that. the visuals of that story. So it feels like something that was tailor-made for me. Even though it wasn't.
1: Even though it wasn't. Oh, also on if you have Game Pass, check out um, the Blair Witch game. It's pretty darn good. Yes.
0: And uh, yes, I've been hearing spooky. And I've you get hearing. to pet the dog. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. I've been hearing good things about the uh the Blair Witch games. And there's also the uh the man of Medine. Oh yes, that came out yes yesterday, I think yes the uh well i forget what they're labeling it under mm,
1: some kind of anthology dark pictures Sky yes dark it Sky. is the dark
0: we're real professional here on this podcast <laughs> yeah we know exactly um, what we're talking about yep well i know uh, what i'm talking about i just may have forgotten the name of it though <laughs> <laughs> um yes the uh the the man of medin uh um uh, which looks fun has a a a quote-unquote movie night mode which i think is real fun a fun way to call that pass the control around to some friends um but yeah uh looking forward to uh to giving that a look in the near future yeah we'll
1: we'll, we'll see um if we might cover that one we did um The previous game in that Uh, anthology. Yes. Um, uh, Until Dawn. Until Dawn, yes. I was like, the Wendigo game.
0: (laughs) Um, I I know what I'm doing. uh, 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 Freddie Mercury's uh, Ski Lodge Adventure. Yes, that would have also been cool.
1: (laughs) Anyway, Uh, we've got some yokai to look at.
0: Oh, that's right. It's 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 the actual actual start of the episode now because we are diving uh into our yokai of the week. Dave, explain to well, let's just say that we've got some new listeners coming in. Um explain yokai of the week to them.
1: Welcome, new listeners. This is our segment a weekly, well, it's pretty much a weekly segment at this point, um, where we take a look at a giant list of Wikipedia entries on Japanese creatures, yokai, and make a random selection based on a section of the letters of the alphabet, and then read the page and also find associated lore within two um, books... These books aren't tied uh, Give me a second. You put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> hour of meeting evil spirits and the night parade of one hundred demons. Both books are by. Um, why does this page smaller? Um, Matthew Meyer. Because I'm super professional and I just remembered the name of the author. Uh, yep. Yeah. So we randomly via. A number generator (laughs) the oldest number generator the oldest number generator a set of dice Um, (laughs) pick one of the yokai and we will tell you about it at least as far as wikipedia is concerned and struggle over the strange grammatical structure um that some of these entries are placed into
0: yes it's the best and 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 then I flail around the the, the Japanese language hilariously. Um uh, even though I do do want to point out before we start that I am capable of actually, you know, saying things in Japanese. I was I was very, very um um uh, happy to pronounce Junji Ito's name properly because I say it all the time. Uh, But anyway, barring that, uh, what letter are we covering today, Dave?
1: Well, last week we covered the um,
0: tofu kozo. So that brings us to the letter U for this week. All right. And Dave, get ready to generate some numbers randomly. I'm ready. And roll them. Number one. No, well, uh, that's a that's a critical fail. That means the podcast is over. Sorry, folks. Dave, I'm just joking. What is number one, Dave? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, what is number one? Who Uh, Ubume,
1: Ubume, the spirit of a woman who died in childbirth, is what Ah. we're taking a look at. Um, this is today. I guess not not today specifically, but uh, in recent. Times, um, the Momo character
0: is in Ubume. F Y. Oh, oh, great! Uh, by the way, you, uh, you, you are aware that some something's happening with that, right? That's getting like a film adaptation or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I probably read something to that effect. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Can't promptly- keep track of everything, Leonard,
0: <laughs> and, and,
1: and promptly forgot it and promptly forgot it it's in it's it's somewhere in my my brain
0: uh yes uh would you like me to start dave yeah i think you're probably safe for the first paragraph great uh uh the uber may right got that i did i did get that one right yeah you're good okay the ubume are Japanese yokai of pregnant women. They can also be written, something that I cannot pronounce or read, throughout folklore, folk stories, and literature. The identity and appearance of the Ubume varies. However, she is most commonly depicted as the spirit of a woman who has died during childbirth. Passersby will see her as a normal-looking woman carrying a baby, she will typically try to give the passerby her child, uh, then disappear. When the person goes to look at the child in the arms, they discover it is only a bundle of leaves or large, or, wait, leaves or a large rock. The idea that the pregnant woman who died, uh, wait, the idea that when the pregnant woman who died died, and get buried, become Ubame, has existed since ancient times, which is why it has been said that when a pregnant woman dies uh, postpartum, one ought to cut the fetus out of the abdomen and put it on the mother in a hug as they are buried. In some regions, if the fetus cannot be cut out, a doll will be placed uh, placed beside her. sounds wonderful
1: uh yeah the, the word you were unable to say because it's just in um chinese characters was uh Ah. fyi uh okay i will go with the next part the right? in the sixteenth volume, first half of the Miscellaneous Morsels from Yoyang of the Tang Dynasty, volume four hundred and sixty-two of the Taipei Guanjing of the Northern Song Dynasty. Let's <laughs> just be <me> throwing shade. <coughs> this ridiculously long um, intro. The uh, the night going leisure woman is a nocturnal strange bird. <laughs> what? The, yes, that's the ubame uh, tori. Um, is a strange bird that steals people's babies, and about it is written, perhaps it is the changed form of what was once someone who died in childbirth. In Japan, they would often wear a blood-stained koshimaki, embrace children, and chase after people who accompanied them. <laughs> well, this this entry is not <laughs> failing us on the strange grammatical structure. Uh, they are also <laughs> mentioned in the Hyakumaragama um, the, the mentioning is they are women who died upon childbirth, and became this due to attachment um, of their lives and childbirth. I'm guessing in appearance they are stained with blood below the waist, and they are said to cry out, "Obaru, obaru." In the Ki Zodanshu, the ubume does not give childbirth. And if only the fetus had life, such a deep delusion of the mother remains, and thus they change to this and embrace a child at night. It is said that when a child cries, the Ubume does too. The Ubume was not able to bear their child and then passed away, and because they feel that if only their child had lived... Um, they could have become a mother, is what I think that says. <laughs> uh, the Compendium of Materia Medica and the Wakan Sansai Zue, the uh, I think that's what that's from. So, <laughs> <the> Obume's <laughs> blood-soaked appearance is thought to be because in feudal society the continuation of the family was considered important. So, pregnant women who died were believed to fall into a hell with a pond of blood because they were unable to continue the family line and thus have failed society utterly. <laughs> um, part yeah, of, that, wow, part of that is my <clears throat> interpretation. of what that's. Like. Yes. Yeah. Um... I'll read the next part too. Ubuma okay. in Minami Aizu District and Kanayama Onuma District, Fukushima Prefecture were called the Obo. It is said that when they encounter someone, they make that person hug a baby and then disappear <laughs> in peace. And the one hugging the baby will have their throat bitten out by the baby. It is said that when one encounters an Obo, throwing a piece of cloth, such as a string with a bill hook attached for men, or a gokoso, a type of woman's handkerchief, tenugui, or a yumaki, um, so a hand towel or a waistcloth, would divert <laughs> the obo's attention and create an opportunity to escape. It is also they like shiny things, except for those. <laughs> that all cloth, just fluttery cloth. It is also said that if one does end up hugging the baby, hugging the baby with his face. <laughs> with its face facing the other way would result in not being it. so hug
0: the baby away
1: from yourself
0: yes uh, that is that is a a role of advice that i uh, i follow i i don't particularly like hugging babies in general and when i do i always point it away from me because who knows what'll just fly out of that partially cooked human that's what. That's Thank what you, baby, Leonard. <laughs> that's what a baby is. For a baby the... is a partially cooked, a, a par-bait par human. <laughs> Don't at me on Twitter. You're going to get added by somebody, I've I'm sure. i got to get um, so
1: added. Also, the oboe is like the ubu in ubume, originally a dialect term referring to newborns in Yanaizu Kawanuma district. There is a legend con- centered on the oboe calling called the obo hugging kanon. And Kanon is Kwanzeon or Kanzeon, um, the Thousand-Armed Goddess of Compassion ah. God, or God of Compassion because it's uh, <clears throat> am, 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 ambiguous. That's the wrong word, but <clears throat> <laughs> it is either male or female, depending on the worshipping preference. Um, in the Nishimatsura district, Saga Prefecture, and the Miyamichi okay, they are also called Ugumi. <laughs> And it's said that they appear at night, and they would make people embrace a baby at night. But when the dawn comes, they would general it would generally be a rock, a stone tower, or a straw beater that you had embraced in the night.
0: Okay, uh, a stone tower. Oh, okay, you know.
1: Um, I'm thinking West- that's a stack of stones.
0: Yes, I was about to say I was about to say you know what given my western sensibilities I'm probably not considering an actual stack of stones that's about human height and just was like did they did did this yokai swaddle an entire tower no, in, no. In... stack <laughs> of stones
1: um and they're in on goshura island there near kyushu there is a boat ghost called Ugume. It's with U. In the Iki region, they are Unme or Ume and they occur when a person dies or well, sorry, when a young person dies or when a woman dies from difficult childbirth and they would sway back and forth before disappearing, having the appearance of a creepy blue light.
0: Yeah, uh, ghost
1: lights. Ghost lights are back. <laughs> um, you can read the next one. I think you'll be okay. Probably uh,
0: Okay. Uh, in the Ibaraki prefecture there are legends of a yokai called uh ubame tori ubame tori that's excuse
1: me that's the first word that was in the original
0: paragraph with no ah, explanation yes <laughs> ubame tori uh and when uh children go to dry their clothes at night this uh Ubame Tori would think of the child as their own and give some poisonous milk. Because this birds has have some milk. <laughs> this has some similarities <laughs> to has some, some similarities <laughs> mm-hmm. to a similar wrathful spirit called uh kokaku chu. And nowadays specializes uh specializes uh specialists inferred that uh Ibarak, uh keys the Uba-Matori. that's just the the, the prefecture the location yeah yes uh, is the same as the uh cocoa puffs bird uh and further <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and furthermore, the Kokakucho is theorized to be the changed form of a pregnant mother spirit. So it is said that this mysterious bird, see, uh, is considered the same as Ubume. And also, the Ubume in Japanese legends is a bird that resembles the gull in appearance and voice in appearance and voice. Uh, uh, and it's said that they would land on the ground and shapeshift into a woman carrying a baby. And they, and they would request, please hold on to this child, uh, to people they meet. And those that flee would be cursed with chills and fever and eventually death. Uh, in the Iwaka, Iwaki? Uh, province now Fukushima Prefecture and uh, Miyagi Prefecture. It is said that ryutoto, an an atmospheric ghost light said to be lit by a dragon spirit, would appear at beaches and try to come up on land. But it is said uh that this is because the ubume is carrying a rayuto to shore uh in kitsumi kitsumi uh district uh nagano nagano prefecture ubume are called woo, yago dore and yep. are said to stop at clothes drying at night and it's said that putting uh and it is said that putting on those clothes would, would result in dying before one's husband.
1: So they're basically saying um, it's unacceptable to dry your clothes at night, ah, because you can get <laughs> sick and die. Right, in,
0: oh, but only in front of your husband.
1: Or you'll die before your husband. I think. I don't think that means in front of them. I think that means oh. before
0: they die. Oh. I, 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 thus,
1: I, I, thus, ruining your social standing and probably sending you into that bloody lake of fire. Yes, but, again. Wonderful but. social commentary. Wonderful.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> I'll read the next part. The yokai ubume was conceived through various means of social and religious influence during you don't the late, say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during the late medieval period of Japan. The attitudes surrounding motherhood started to change. Rather than the infant being considered a replication of the mother and extension of her body, the fetus started to be seen as separate from the mother. This distancing of mother and fetus caused an emphasis on the paternal ownership of the child, reducing the mother to nothing more than a vessel for male reproduction. How rude. For a mother to die in childbirth or late pregnancy soon came to be considered a sin, the blame for the death of the unborn child being placed on the mother, who was was in a sense responsible for the infant's
0: death. Wow. Great. Uh, Makes me pine for the days of, of atmospheric ghost lights and ghost, and, and ghost boats. We did get a ghost boat again today. two days. Yes, we got the Funayure returned. Um, too
1: bad we don't have the shoujo, so you just party on the beach and have some sake. Yep. We, we long for the days of the happy yokai uh, in folklore. Originally the name for a kind of small sea fish, uh, the term is now applied to the ghost of a woman who had died in childbirth or birthing ghost, or birthing woman ghost. Uh, typically, the Ubu may ask the passerby to hold her child for just a moment and disappears when her victim takes the swaddled baby. The baby then becomes increasingly heavy until it is impossible to hold. It is then revealed not to be a human child at all, but a boulder or a stone image of a jizu. Many scholars have associated the ubume with the legend of um, Hitobashira, where a sacrificial mother and child are buried under one of the supporting pillars of a new bridge. Hmm. The Shoshinin Temple, according to scholars, is where local women come to pray to conceive a child or to have successful pregnancy. According to Stone and Walter, the origin of the temple's legend, set in mid-16th century, concerns a modern statue of ubume, displayed once a year in July. At this festival, candy has been offered to the image as distributed, and women pray for safe delivery and for abundant milk, but not bird milk. The statue, which is clothed in white robes, has only a head, torso, and arms, and it has no lower half. Mm. We will. We will. I found an entry. Ah. In one of our books. So oh, in what from
0: The Night Parade of 100 Demons. One of one of, one of Dave's dark tomes has yeah, has information. Yielded results. Obume.
1: Translation. A woman in late pregnancy, often written with different characters, alternate names. Obo, Unme, Ugume, Uba Metori, and many others. Habitat haunts the area where she gave birth. Diet Nothing. Only exists to deliver her baby into safe hands. Appearance. When a woman dies just before, during, or shortly after childbirth, anxiety for her child may prevent her spirit from passing on. This troubled attachment manifests as a ghost known as an ubume. These women appear on dark, rainy nights. Ubume can appear in many forms. A woman carrying a baby a pregnant woman, or a woman, oh, I'm sorry, or a blood-soaked walking corpse carrying an underdeveloped fetus. One of these is scarier than the other. Uh, Other times, they just appear as horrific, bloody, pregnant woman crying out desperately into the night (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or they can appear as a
0: bird-faced woman. As in Mama. Yes. Uh, oh, and Dave, and sometimes they uh, they appear as the Queen of the Themarians. Yes,
1: as yes, in Bloodborne. <laughs> yep. Um, these variations are due to the actually. That's a pretty good, and we should have saved that for the segue into the. Thing. Too late. These variations are due to the burial traditions of different regions, as well as the circumstances of their death. In some areas, when a pregnant woman died, she would be buried with the unborn fetus still inside of her. In other places, the fetus would be cut out of her and placed in her arms during burial. Women who died after delivering stillborn babies were also buried this way. So a lot, a lot of this is echoing the Wikipedia, or I guess vice versa. Um, at least that's confirming that. Some of those things are just not random scribbles. Yes. Um, behavior. <laughs> These tragic spirits wander the areas near where they died, seeking aid from the living, which they cannot provide themselves. If the mother died after childbirth, but her baby survived, the newly formed ubumi will try to care for the child in whatever way it can. I think that... There's a... Um, I think it's... Called, is it Mother mother is uh, the ghost that ah, uh, mama mama, so, okay. mama. Yes. so that's the one where the ghost mom yes raises the two the two girls I, don't remember. I yes
0: that that is that is in fact that movie um excellent I, I kind of like yes maybe we'll take a look at that
1: sometime in the future if i remember um Yes, yes, Kent, that is correct. She enters shops or homes to try to purchase food, clothes, or sweets for her still living child. In place of money, she she pays with handfuls of dead leaves. These ghosts (laughs) also try to lead humans to the place where their baby is hidden so that it can be taken to its living relatives or adopted by another person. In cases where both mother and child died, an ubume can appear carrying the bundled corpse of her infant. When the human approaches, the ghost tries to deliver the bundle into the arms of the living. If the stranger accepts, the ghost vanishes, and the bundle grows heavier and heavier until the helpful stranger is crushed under its weight. That's far more spooky than just holding a heavy rock.
0: Yeah, I was you I was crushed. actually <laughs> expecting I was actually expecting that from the onset where they're like surprised it's a rock and it's like aha now you're you're dead because you you did a good thing which seems to be a reoccurring social motif in Japanese.
1: <laughs> a lot of it boils down to is don't go gallivanting out at night and don't talk to strangers at night. Yeah, that's or, true. Or dry your clothes at night. Um, <laughs> The name Ubume is written with the characters that imply a bird's name. The literal translation of these characters is child-snatching bird, which is probably why Momo has the appearance she has. Um, some theories connected this spirit with another yokai called the Ubumetori. This yokai is an evil bird which flies through the sky searching for clothing that has been left on the clothesline overnight. Uh-huh. When it finds some, it smears its poisonous blood on the clothing. Shortly afterward... <laughs> The owner of these clothes begins to develop shakes and convulsions, possibly leading to death. Ubumitori are also blamed for snatching babies and taking them away into the night sky. Whether this bird is another form of the ghostly mother or a separate spirit with a similar name is not known. And the picture that included is in fact horrifying. (laughs) Thank you for showing me
0: this creepy picture. Okay, so that is the Ubume. Uh you might also recognize her from uh her uh appearance in New Londo as well, Dave. <laughs> yes, they do have babies with knives inside of them. <laughs> it never ends. It never uh never <laughs> ends. There we go. Saved it. Saved the segue. I even even came up with another one because, you know, since we did bring up uh, Jomji Ito, uh, given our, our subject today, our continuing look at uh, Melvina's Therapy, a comic that I adore and features heavy, heavy, heavy Ito vibes. There's your segment. We are moving on to uh, today's Issue of Meldina's therapy, which is the Bloody filling. Crow of Kanehurst. <laughs> yep. You, oh, sorry. Yep. <laughs> filling gaps. Filling gaps. Which does also well also features like like a, 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 a an artist fusion of like Eileen and the Bloody Crow of Kanehurst.
1: Yes. <laughs> and a baby knife. <laughs>
0: No, it's, it's, that, just, it's is, just a butcher knife it's not a baby knife i was just like is that a knife wielded by a baby no it's the like, knife made from babies
1: <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with that um just keep <laughs> well, moving on moving on
0: <clears throat> um yes we're back uh to melvinos therapy uh Filling gaps. Uh hey, guess what? This is a, actually a really important issue because there's a bunch of backstory for our our lovely, lovely evil Glenn close Melvina. Um however I I I just uh just want to start with with one thing. Uh, Cretaceous Park, Dave, yay or nay. Oh totally, yes. This is the <laughs> best. This is the, the great poster i love it uh yes this issue uh starts uh with a a little girl a little a little moppet uh being awoken by a thunderstorm and uh discovering her mother and father horribly stabbed to death slashed and stabbed to death by eileen the bloody crow of canehurst um it's actually kind of amazing how much it just looks like a bloodborne create a character. It, yes,
1: it does. Aside from like a <laughs> discount mask. Yes. <laughs> like it's the, the discount shop.
0: Um, so this is the, uh, the black crow killer. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Who um, even, who even gets a red herring.
0: I felt. Yep. Later. In the yep. Hour. Uh, uh yes the uh black crow killer um seems to only target families uh kills the parents and leaves the children orphans um completely unharmed except for the massive horis- uh, horrific uh psychological Trump. scars yeah. yep um uh so, uh, this episode is interesting because it focuses, uh, uh, it uh, places a, a large amount of attention on uh, two characters uh, from a previous episode. That would be Ziggy and Beatrice from, I, man, Spider I am rumors. not, a- <laughs> I know, I <laughs> wanted to remember the issue and I just realized that I had no
1: Oh yeah, I have no idea either. I'm just referencing Bowie cuz
0: Oh yes, he's of course. Clearly
1: Ziki Stardust.
0: Well, okay. not only that, but he's also a JoJo character because he's got a star on his body. Because he's got he's got, a, he's, got, a, he's, got a, he's got a he's got a star he's got a star birthmark. Okay, and sorry. So-
1: he's he's Hisoka from Hunter X Hunter.
0: I mean, Hunter, 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 Hunter.
1: There's no X in there. Hunter, Hunter. Sorry, I ruined it. <laughs> ruined it.
0: Uh, oh, or, or he could literally just be all of those references. He could uh, be.
1: And my favorite thing is it's. Is is the star really there? Is it a tattoo? What is it? He has it when he's I, a child. It's so confusing.
0: That's, that's sticker? why. That's why I'm going with the idea that he's that he's a jojo character because all of the well m- most of the Jo stars have a star shaped birthmark on their body um and I am one hundred percent convinced that that is in fact a birthmark
1: we're gonna have to oh, well there is a um a youtube channel it should still be up um a, a. Rassen, the author of melvin's therapy had put it up to answer questions from um the patreon and other readers of the comic and i'll say we can check and see if it's on there or yep. the easiest thing is actually just directly asking the author on twitter which
0: maybe we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> You mean, you mean the author that 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 loves when we talk about it, talk about his work and, and, and listens and, to the and show? Talk, yes. And retweets re, <laughs> and re, and re, and re- our episodes.
1: <laughs> yes, it's quid pro quo, Clarice. <laughs>
0: uh, so uh, Beatrice is like, nah, not in it for this serial killer life. Please turn off the TV. Uh, has a a conversation with Ziggy um, and she's like, Hey, you know how I told you that like my old patient uh, who was a, who I was got real close to and had to stop uh, treating. He, uh, he, he went to somebody. Well, surprise it's Melvina, you know, the lady from the Clarendon ad at the, at the retreat.
1: Uh, And And the personal trainer of, I don't remember his name Gur
0: yes yes Gur I almost said Clarence for some reason <laughs> no Gurr is a
1: much more memorable name our
0: puppet mask man yep our big our big porcelain face creepo um porcelain face creepo uh, hey guess what you want to know <laughs> you want to know how I'm 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 a an 80s kid because I just said the word creepo um, That's not in the vernacular? <laughs> nope, it is no, certainly it's in, not.
1: It's in mine. I don't understand. <laughs> well, oh, wait, maybe are, I'm an 80s kid, too.
0: You you are, in fact, an 80s kid, too. Dang it. <laughs> Which,
1: actually, I took a sneak peek at the first page of the next arc.
0: hmm It has Teddy Ruxpin. Of course it does. Teddy Ruxpin. He's New
1: Teddy and, and he's, uh, hey, he's, he's just as creepy as I thought he was gonna be.
0: Yeah, and in, but you I, know I had one in real life. I did not have a Teddy Ruxpin. I got a grandpa time. It was literally a big plastic clock kind of uh uh shaped like Cogsworth from Beauty of the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Uh straight up like hands are the mustache. And it had a tape player in it, and it it would uh, play uh, bedtime stories at a specific time uh, to tell the kids go to bed. And then also had an alarm clock that I distinctly remember because it would always stay. It would always start off with the dream trains pulling into the station. It's time to wake up, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's why I had a ton of train-related nightmares <laughs> as, as a child.
1: Yeah. I had the Teddy Ruxpin, and this is our, our wonderful aside. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, I may have told this story before. I, it, I may have. I don't know. But uh, if I have not, and you haven't heard it, uh, then the story goes as, like this. Um, the For those readers not familiar with Teddy Ruxpin, um, is a doll with a tape Player in it, and you could well you could put in um, specific audio tapes from the Teddy Ruxpin book uh, book series, and there was an animated yes series story co- um, story collection. Yes, and it would read uh, the like the narrated book um, in the Teddy Ruxpin voice, which was a cute Teddy Ruxpin voice, um, but. It's not so cute when you leave batteries in there for far too long and uh, they yes. start like <clears throat> corroding and get into the, the corrosion gets inside the system. And so you go to press play on your favorite story and it's like, welcome to the Or yeah. he's like, yeah, thank you. Teddy Ruxpin. Nightmares for days. for Days.
0: And, and listeners, that's how that's how Dave created Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yeah, it was me. <laughs> All
1: right. Anyway, Asi- that, that, aside that-, that aside should have been saved for next episode, but it's <laughs> too late. I already ruined it. Um, where are we at? So, uh, we have the unveiling of Malvina as the primary antagonist to,
0: yes. to Ziggy. A- and and Beatrice.
1: Well I mean she already knows.
0: She's the one who yeah. oh yes yes oh yes the reveal. She's the revealer. Yes. Um, uh and 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 Beatrice is gonna bust her because, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because... she's a detective. Yep, and because she doesn't realize that she's dealing with an evil Lovecraft witch yet. Because hey, hey, not to spoil anything, even though it's hard to be spoiled at this point, Melvina is totally an evil Lovecraft witch. <laughs> but it's it's actually significantly more complicated than that, um,
1: significantly worse. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> Um, we get a uh, a really interesting montage of uh, Beatrice uh, heading to Melvina's office. Uh, one shot of her walking down the street with a very prominent stop sign pointing at the audience saying stop. Um, uh, her going upstairs that don't really seem to lead anywhere. Uh, and then, bam, she's just in the office hey, that's actually really important. It's really important that you never actually see anyone show up to Melthena's office. You should keep that in mind for later. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're there when you need to be. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, Beatrice continues her ruse of being a woman that constantly wants to poke hole- holes in herself. Uh, because that's the only way that she can feel alive and pleasure. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Melvina uh, asks her if she's doing okay. Uh, Beatrice is like, yeah, I sure have no interest in, I haven't had any interest in cutting holes in myself recently. Oh, by the way, can you get me a glass of water? I'm a bit parched. Uh um, if you, yep. could just, if you could just step out of the room for about
1: 5 minutes it'd be good. Yep.
0: For a- approximately 5 minutes and 15 seconds. Um she starts uh starts uh taking photos of her notes, uh, which man can we like geez, the every even Barring the fact that Melvina's an evil Lovecraft witch, um, she, um, man, the ethics committee would have a field day with both of them. Uh, she bugs her office, but can't, can't get anything. It's just a, a strange sh- sound. Hey, guess what? That strange sound is totally going to be explained later on. Um, And... Uh, you know, uh, divulges her findings to Ziggy because they are just, like, straight up just hanging out now, like super chummy buddies because when you survive a weird cult therapy group headed by creepy porcelain-faced man, you kind of, I guess you would establish a connection. Um, But uh, Beatrice... Finally, uh. <laughs> well,
1: Beatrice is, uh, she admits
0: that her detective powers are weak. And yes,
1: she definitely yeah could have worked on that because there's obviously stuff that she should have picked up on, but did not. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she doesn't find anything. Nope. Other than going like, oh, her notes are actually pretty meticulous and things that I probably would have written down too. Uh, were this my mm-hmm. session, since she is also a therapist. Right, we're not so sim- we're not so different, you and I. Exactly, except for <laughs> this is the one time that Moen is being serious about it and not just drawing doodles in the margins of her
0: notes. Yep that i think that's also kind of important like she up until now she actually hasn't taken any seemingly hasn't well that's not true um the uh overview effect she was had had uh, a clear investment in in that process yeah no she was trying really hard on that one yes it just uh yes um but uh uh, beatrice notices some uh some photos on her wall. Hey, is that you from like when you were a little girl? And she's like, Yep, I went to St. Mary's. And Beatrice is like, haha, I got you. And
1: <laughs> I too will go to St. Mary's.
0: And, and and basically and really basically just like jumps out of the out of the window of her office and immediately speeds to Saint Mary's, located in nebulous area. <laughs> uh i really i i like i really kind of like the focus that uh that the the series takes at this point where it becomes this um this antagonistic relationship between two therapists because one's evil and one's just kind of flawed uh but you know once again we're not so different you and i um so uh uh, Beatrice arrives at St. Mary's and surprise, it's abandoned and totally locked up. Uh, so, so abandoned that the front gates have not only do they have a do not enter sign, but they are also overgrown with ivy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been uh, it's been there a while. Yep. Uh, and it's raining, uh, as you do. Uh, it's really... So here's the thing that I i really kind of find interesting about this is uh it's clear that beatrice and ziggy live in a huge metropolitan area uh and the moment uh she goes to wherever saint mary's is located he's like in in like an italian medieval town (laughs) like the the building's and the, and the look of the area are distinctly, like, European and old.
1: Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> normal, I would say, for most of Europe. Yes. Like, the, the um, you, you'll have a modern city, and the, as soon as you step out of that, it turns into just, like, little villages and or ruined areas. I don't, I don't mean ruined. Um, <clears throat> there's just, um, what's the word? Historic. Like, historic. Yes. Uh,
0: there he is. Uh and and Beatrice uh runs uh is uh finds finds an inn uh to, to escape the rain. Uh Betty's inn, who I can only assume is the the front clerk, uh a a the happiest woman I've seen in this entire series. Uh a, a, like legitimately just the just the uh, big smiling round-faced lady that uh that 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 is kind of a joy to to uh witness in this series that's been so morose uh and she uh she tells beatrice a bunch of stuff in, including that everybody but her are gossips uh which is one of my favorite details
1: and that but, li- um, but listen to me talk to you about everyone yeah. else
0: yeah um Oh, and don't mind the rain; it just rains all the time. Yeah, it. it hey, guess what? It just rains all the time here. Get used to it. Um, and uh, tells her that there's only one person from those days, those long, long days where Melvina was a a young woman uh, who is alive and could tell her, uh, uh, tell Beatrice about Melvina, uh, but she's unreliable. And, and she tells her, uh, uh, one more thing. When I meet someone, I can see right through them. And I know that woman is not to be trusted. Don't forget that. Uh, and Beatrice. Uh, like, the next day, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I'll remember yep. that. Yep. But not. Uh, the next day, Beatrice uh, arrives at uh, what is it? Grethel. Man, an unfortunate name, by the way. Uh, Grethel. Uh, Grethel's home. Uh, Grethel is uh, is an is an older lady wearing uh, dark glasses. Um, clearly, clearly blind. Uh, but uh, was Melvina's best friend? You know the 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 girl that didn't stick up or protect her at all, and was just like, "You should stand up to them." Uh, uh, in in the previous episode, whose name escapes me, and that's going to bug me until I eventually look it up.
1: <laughs> it's the horrible episode. We don't. Yes. We don't like that one. I mean, we like that nope. one, but it was it was pretty dark. Yes.
0: Uh uh, Grethel uh, uh, asks, uh, Beatrice is just like, "Hey, I'd like to ask you about, you know," and Grethel's like, "Yeah, sure. You know what? You know, nobody comes to talk to me, so uh, let me just tell you everything that happened in excruciating detail." Um,
1: so we go back uh, back in time, yes, to that episode. Do you and wanna, it, gives a, it yeah. gives a neat little synopsis of what happened in the aftermath. Um, yes, it's it's pertinent information in as far as we see what became of everyone that kind of interacted with Melvina, or I guess yes. everyone that Melvina interacted with. It ended poorly for everyone, as you could not tell by everyone having probably died or <laughs> somehow just being not around anymore in that town after, um, after the incident yep. had occurred. And this was, it's got to be like, what do you think, 60 years ago?
0: Yeah, at the very least. Yes, because she's, it's, t- it's
1: tough to tell because Malvina aged more gracefully than um,
0: than uh, Gretel. Gra- 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 it looks farther <laughs> than. Yes, yeah, she did age uh, more gracefully than the McGriddle. Um,
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: So we 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 find out that the school well did eventually find the the two um twins that were tortured to death. Um, yep. And then the blame was placed on our uh our buddy Billy the Billy with the little mustache. Yes. Um it does go to explain that uh he he was Uh, it's not um, maybe developmentally challenged. I don't know what, it's (laughs) like, he just had, uh, he he was, what was he saying? He's very like impressionable.
0: Yes. Impressionable. There's, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, a, an implication of, of being developmentally disabled it's unclear exactly, yeah, it, it, but, it, it, impl- but it does a lot make stuff implied. Yeah,
1: it does make it a little bit more concrete than it was in the um, the previous episode.
0: Right. We had
1: to, we had to guess on that just based on his behavior, exactly. And, but this made it, this made it a little bit more clear. Um, saying that he's definitely an unfortunate victim, as was everyone else in this whole charade—not charade—this um, whole debacle. Uh, yes. Uh. uh, uh, uh Definitely less so than the two twin girls that were horrible little girls. Yeah. But they—I mean, no one, no one needed to end up the way. Well, no one in any of this series needs to end up the way they do. It's, it's all, Yep. it's all horrible. Um. Okay, so we get, uh, Grethel's um, because we're getting this from her point of view, and yes. she kind of. Shows how Melvina changed after the incident, and they're they're not being subtle at all, saying that she's a, um, a Russian nesting doll, the Matryoshka. Yes. doll, saying that when when her outer self broke due to the bullying she was receiving, um, she she transformed, not unlike a beautiful butterfly um, mm-hmm. and it became something else but that was already like
0: there right it was yes it was something that had been developing inside of her no yeah it was it's like a something reg,
1: something regardless and that was just the
0: the catalyst that woke it up sooner probably right uh A chrysalis, a beautiful, a beautiful butterfly, uh, which angry butterfly, which actually kind of makes the uh, return to uh, Morio creature slightly more interesting in its connection to Melvina, because it is distinctly uh, insectoid uh, when you see it represented in the comic, but you know. Yeah, that's just me doing some shop.
1: Um, oh, also, um, Gretel, she um, well, we find out exactly why she's blind. Um, <laughs> yep, yes, if if thine own eye offendeth, pluck it out, I believe is something similar to the saying. So, Melvina is adept, um, at. enticing Enticing. inciting people to do things that they would not normally do
0: but uh had considered yes she could she has she has an ability to zero in on things that like insecurities basically yes and then just and and
1: amplifying them Um, but it's it's through the insidious
0: sleep whispering (laughs) yes (laughs) oh and we should note that uh that that Mel uh uh, uh, Melvina was a brunette uh, when she was younger with strands of grey and then after her awakening became the the white haired -haired ice queen yes yes white ice queen that we we all know and and don't particularly trust um yep the twins are dead they get it real bad the worst i think i've ever seen anybody get it in anything in recent memory yeah
1: the poopening is
0: not good yeah it's real it's yeah um, Wait, we and, covered that already Don't you know, need to rehash you know it. right but but you know it also uh uh reminded me very much of the the especially with the illustration of uh uh giro The the Ito walking walking fish, uh, manga. Yes, yes. There we go. Uh, Oh, just in there in their appearance. Uh, Billy.
1: Yeah, there's there's a couple other um, issues that that is. That's not aping. It's like homage to. Yes. It's a specific Itō puffy face with like weird veins and a little mm-hmm. dead-eyed thing that
0: he likes to to draw to show us. Yes, and then and then immediately follows it up picture of his cute cat. Um, yeah. uh, Billy gets gets sent away because he was uh, the scape- tortured, scapegoat. Tortured. Yeah. Yes, uh, which I actually believe I believe that Melvina went to him and didn't do it because he is easily influenced, so that 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 aspect is actually accurate, uh, and Melvina incited his uh, uh his awful thing. Uh, and then uh, Melvina just just starts casually, you know, I you know I read in a medical book that there's a super rare pathological condition where one of the eyes just starts to move independently. You if you don't fix it in like ten seconds, you just go crazy. Um, good Salisbury steak, by the way. Love love what the ladies are doing in the, in the kitchen now. Um, <laughs> yes,
1: it's the most offhanded. Uh, yep
0: earworm ever <laughs> yep um you know to, to uh, uh and she says it in uh, with a with a group of which by the way interacting with groups of people now which is uh distinctly different from before and surprise uh grethel uh is uh, uh starts starts <laughs> fixating starts that, worrying. yep yeah yep and uh surprise, her one of her eyes gets stuck, and she starts to wonder if she's going crazy and starts focusing on it all the time. It's uh, it's pretty messed up. And she also starts to, you know accept the there's there's a uh, uh, um, an underlying message of if you um witness uh something bad happening to somebody else and do not uh uh take any steps to rectify it, you are as guilty as the person who is assaulting the other person uh that becomes becomes one of those uh, uh, uh concepts that becomes uh pretty clear here. But yes, to go back to you, Dave, this is where we get the night ear whispering uh, panel, which is um, evocative, creepy and real. So it distinctly unpleasant.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Melvin Melvin is
0: just up in there, whispering away. And surprise, Grethel's eyes. (laughs) <laughs> now she now Grethel looks like a pug and real
1: <laughs> well, so, so she tries to she, she tries to fix it because she believes in that that sort of ten second or maybe it's a minute. It's it's a very short amount of time that you have to like, mm-hmm. like try to fix your eyes. Um she's just trying really hard. It's not working. So she finds a permanent solution. Um
0: yeah.
1: and just pops them all eyeballs right out of her head. Yep. And somehow didn't bleed it I don't know. Um Yeah, it's well it's definitely spooky. She's sitting there um uh bloodborne it up looking for her eye. Yep. Well, she's, she's not looking for her eye. she has them in her
0: hand. Um, she's yeah, she she she's she's uh she's less a Wilhelm and and more uh uh <laughs> witch of Hemwick, um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, it, it solves the the wandering eye problem. Um, yes, permanently. Um,
0: there's also uh, she also goes on to just, like really awful, weird, tragic stuff started happening at the school. You know, after after while I was ho- hospitalized, after I ripped my eyes out, uh, the 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 record player starts starts doing some weird stuff students are just standing on desks they're uh murdering teachers in the hall seemingly that's that seems to be the implication with that with that with that shot i actually really kind of love it because it is so um it's just the it's just a teacher running down the hallway from something horrible that is quickly catching up to her and it is it is never Established or addressed what it is or what happens, um, other than things just go real bad, real, real, real fast.
1: Yeah, they had a, a guest author at the at the school. Setter showed up, <laughs>
0: read his, read, yep. a,
1: read a little bit of his book, and uh things oh, just went south.
0: There we go. Did I ever tell you my favorite color is blue? <laughs>
1: And that's our that's our deep cuts, folks.
0: Yeah, you you should really watch "In the Mouth of Madness." You should good movie. (laughs) Sam Neill's there; it's great. Yep. (laughs) Um.
1: So that's basically the the downfall of the um, the boarding school,
0: Saint Mary's. Yes,
1: and um, the end of the tale that uh, Gretel is telling to uh, Beatrice. Uh, Mm So Beatrice takes her leave. Um, Well, armed with with this new knowledge that doesn't actually
0: help her yes but uh, that's uh, that's that's, um, after you know uh, Grethel is like and that's the end of my six hour story by the way why do you want to know so much about (laughs) Melvina Beatrice is like I'm gonna bring her down and Grethel's like what (coughs) excuse me what? You lied to me, person, that I didn't ask any questions. You've been uh, into you've been to that office. This is yes. not good. Get out of my uh, house. Get out yes, my house. get out of my house. Uh and and she does. And then uh 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 Beatrice uh Beatrice immediately calls Ziggy, because you know they're BFFs. Um and heads home. Uh only and 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 then, then we get uh we get uh uh some 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 Melvina uh, uh Grethel's radio uh starts uh starts acting up uh uh there's an ominous shadow the the there's a chill in the air you can see her, her breath and Grethel says, I, "Please, you got to believe me. I didn't. I didn't intend to tell her your incredibly awful origin story." And cut to black.
1: I didn't tell her anything important,
0: except ex- except for like your entire, you know, motive and and way of thinking, and blah blah blah, and the fact that you've seemingly been doing this for like. Pfft. Six decades, so you know nothing it's cool it's cool, all cool, cool. uh let's see and do you uh wanna wanna finish this off Dave sure uh well
1: I may be temporarily out of order um Beatrice meets up with Ziggy and then they meet up with two other friends um I don't think it says who those friends are but uh, yeah. one of the dudes or the, not, not one of the dudes it's a, it's a guy and a girl uh, that are in a cafe and um, the guy uh, it's, I'll just call him Mr. Red Herring because he has a, a t- giant crow uh, on his shirt <laughs> yeah. um, and they're just having a chat um, Beatrice eventually leaves apparently found that um, crow gentleman um, attractive uh, because she occupies herself (laughs) for a little while. Um, Yeah. But we've already discussed that uh, she's she's um, ostensibly in Melvina's therapy, the actual the actual therapy sessions should be more specific. um, Because she's having issues with making or using existing holes in herself for um uh, the the pain and pain and pleasure complex um in her in her activities her her daydream activities um she ends up puncturing or like severely wounding her her belly button yes on on accident like it's i don't know. It's on purpose, but she doesn't realize that's what she's doing. Um, yep. And now uh, things start kind of ramping up and she's uh, she's actually developed the disorder that she was just kind of faking. Um, exactly. With Navina, where yep. to, to the point where she's like, it's not even just her. I think she's looking at other people and their mouths and, um, seeing, uh, uh is it tryp- tryptophobia? Trypt—is the one where the like, holes are in way too many holes and things that shouldn't be there. So she's oh. seeing people on the street with like those weird sort of honeycomb looking things on their face. Yeah. It's, it's gross. Um, and she, she, she she's she's seeing a a therapist herself, another one. Right. Um and during the like the session she rips off of her um she rips off her eyebrow piercing and is mm-hmm. like trying to fiddle with it, but doesn't know she's doing that. Um and more disturbingly, when she goes to look in the mirror and see the damage she's done, it's like the the piercing hole is talking to her. Um, yep, <laughs> enticing uh further damage um by way of palpitation. Uh it's all it's it's all lovingly rendered in the art style. Um it's horrific. Yep. So uh armed with that and um I think at that point she goes back to no.
0: Oh, so but first uh...
1: first we get um Oh, yeah, that's happening. So she's she's trying to get a hold of Ziggy uh, to yes. to tell him that something's gone horribly wrong and she's she's being cursed or something by you know, she, so when she goes to the I don't think it's a therapist. I think it's a regular doctor because um she's checking to see if she's been drugged. That's what it was. Uh
0: are we are we are we also going to be covering Crohn this week, Dave? Sorry, you dropped out. I oh I was saying are we also going to be covering
1: it's, <laughs> it's hilariously cutting you out every time you like try.
0: Okay. How about am I am I am I am I good? Yeah, it's there. Okay. Are we covering the black crow this the the next issue?
1: Yeah, it's 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 this one. That's the part where she's looking for um she's trying to get a hold of uh
0: Ziggy. Okay. So we're doing two. We're doing a twofer this week. Was it was
1: yep. it to, Oh, I I read this all as one thing.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I didn't realize there was a break in the um I I obviously wasn't reading this on <laughs> the main site cuz mine it was just it was just one
0: Oh. One continuous horrible stream of consciousness.
1: Yeah, it just kept going and until it hit the
0: end of the arc. Well, well, listeners. So we're hey, gonna be covering you, the other part too. <laughs> that's right. You've you've gotten you've gotten a sneak peek <laughs> into our next episode of Monster Dear Monster, where we <laughs> talk about Melpia's There that's why i was just like i was just like wait are we did i did i miss the part where we were doing two? Oh god we're doing two this oh no uh
1: <laughs> well in 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 all fairness it's not even any more uh it's very short yeah like I, I felt when i was reading and i thought that that's just the conclusion of what was happening right it didn't it didn't it, it, it doesn't read as two separate um
0: things because it's one story yes it's what it is one entire arc um i mean if you want we can cover it we'll just cover it because it's literally going to take like five minutes i don't if
1: yeah um i'll just actually summarize it quickly (laughs) so uh beatrice is looking to meet up with ziggy to tell him what she's found out yep um in doing so, she comes back home, and the house is unex- it's, I mean, inexplicably flooded. Uh, a sink was left on, and it's flooding their rooms, I mean, their little house. Uh, so she goes into Ziggy's room to, to save his belongings, to make sure nothing's, like, ruined. And uh, what she finds is a, a satchel, like a little mm-hmm. day pack thing under the bed. Opens it up. And lo and behold, it is the outfit of the bloody
0: crow of Cainhurst. Yep. In a bag. Surprise. Surprise. Ziggy Ziggy was the black crow the entire time. And it was not the guy with the crow shirt. Yeah. That guy guy just liked crow shirts.
1: Yep. Hey, I can relate. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it, it basically cuts back and gives the, or well, I think Ziggy shows up. I don't remember if he tells it. Uh, what it boils down to is Ziggy. So this is the part where Beatrice, his, her detective work has failed her. Um, yep. If she was at the retreat uh, where they met because Melvina recommended Gur as the council, the, the, this council therapy to do. Uh, yep. it would imply that the other members of that thing also came through recommendation one way or the other uh, because yep. because Gyr is a um, protégé of Melvina. Ziggy was no exception to this rule and had previously encountered Melvina and was recommended to that therapy session um, retreat as well. Um, it goes back a little further and gives us uh, sort of where um, Melvina met him and kind of, uh, he gives a little bit of his backstory, basically saying that he came from a kind of broken home where his, his parents eventually just like stopped loving him and taking yep. it a step further. They despised him after a fact. Yes. Um, it's all, it's very melodramatic. Uh, but it's necessary for his character. And that's the point where we see him as a child with the Ziggy Stardust um, star on his face still. Um, but he he took that as an abject lesson because they basically kicked him out of the house and he was just kind of roaming around for who knows how long, up until present day, really, um, just trying to fill the void in his heart where love should have been. And yes. this is that pushed him into like the Club club the clubbing scene and all the stuff that he was doing prior to going to the uh, um, retreat, prior to meeting Beatrice. He builds, like, a resentment um, in his heart toward uh, not just his parents, but parents and really love in general. Uh, But uh, parents that have um, been... In his mind, um, abusing or neglecting their children. Yes, and the 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 void that he's trying to fill with love never works out for him because anytime someone eventually does fall in love with him or or wants to reciprocate the feelings that it looks like he's trying to show, uh, he immediately it it shuts him down. Yeah. So he, whatever interest he may have had in a person, is just obliterated uh, at the point that they confess their feelings to him. So he just moves on. Yep. Um, and starts over again. And starts over again, and thus just making it a perpetual horrible cycle. Uh, but uh, there's been many cases of these these murders happening, and um, the the children are always left unharmed. The parents, are, of course, murdered. Um, And that's his doing. He's he's thinking in his mind. He's like liberating these children from this terrible fate um, that would be the same as his own, Uh, right? And it turns out from reports after the fact, generally it may be in fact that none of those children were in any kind of domestic trouble, like they were in perfectly like happy, loving relationships, and he was just murdering parents completely innocent people yeah um yeah. so that's one more horrifying nail in his um his coffin as it were he divulges this to um Beatrice as he's attempting to probably kill her because of reasons that there's, yeah there's, he, there's, he, there's he, well, no well, she, she, she There's knows no now, so. She knows. Well, other she than, knows otherwise now. she she knows because she found the, the right. costume. Um But he but he doesn't. He does not he does not immediately murder her. Um he tries. He's obviously does have feelings at this point because he's conflicted in trying to stab her with the knife. Um however, she makes the the mistake, I guess, of at this point, even though he told her the whole thing, confessing her feelings to him. Uh which in turn has him drop all of the feelings that he had for her because he's damaged in that particular way by Melvina. Um, but we get a a repeat, um, for poor Beatrice of, of her (laughs) last, uh, therapy session as, as when she was a practicing therapist where her boyfriend, Uh. um, killed himself in front of her. Uh, will we get the same thing happen here? And, uh, yes. Poor uh, Ziggy does not make it. Nope. Oh, his throat is slashed, um, as as was done to all the, the murder victims. Uh, but equally important, uh, the, the fixation that um, Beatrice has been developing toward wounds... Or holes and things has now, it's escalated far beyond uh, just a, a, a problem, because right. now now her desire is to like jam her hands into the ragged wound of uh, into the into, neck into, wound into the neck wound of Ziggy's throat. Um, yep, but she she holds herself back just enough um, and decides that this is this is it. She can't go back from this um she she reports the um <clears throat> the murder to the police um in in as much as identifying the killer the the bloody crow killer uh, yes and then takes it upon herself to go confront malvina yep in a, she sure in does a, in a showdown <laughs> uh, yep basically blaming and- her for like Doing everything. something, yeah, <laughs> everything, but doing something to her. She's like, telling, you know, make it, make it stop." Basically,
0: yes. like take
1: off whatever, cancel your sorceries,
0: wizard. Yes, uh, and Melvina's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. You're very troubled." And then, and then Beatrice just chokes her to death, like hard murders her, straight up. That's right, Melvina Smacking. is dead yep Uh, the end the end yeah right (laughs) uh but no it's not the end uh because beatrice uh reports that to the police uh attempts to bring them to her office and surprise there's no office it's just an empty dead end alleyway yep there's never been an office where where did where was the office surprise? It's been in your mind the entire time. Melvina's is now a broken neck ghost. That's that's giving her therapy.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, She's fallen yes. through many floors into the past. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, She's and, also and, like video drumming it up and like appearing in a bunch of TVs and any kind of yes. broadcast
0: and also appearing in her young version only ever showed up in the comic in the first issue. Yeah. It's
1: like not, it's, it's the, I don't know, late thirties,
0: early forties version. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's only appeared once, um, which I think is interesting, but yep. And, uh, uh, Beatrice, calls a friend and says, you gotta, you gotta uh, admit me to a psych ward before it's too late. fast, because things are going downhill. Yep. And that's the end of season two, ladies. Season three will be the final season of Melvina's Therapy, and uh, Dave and I will, of course, speak
1: yes we'll tell you all about Teddy Ruxpin. yep sometime next month there may be inter- yes. there may be intervening things happening but um we will be back fairly quickly to Melvina's therapy yeah it's, that's right not be- as
0: fast as previous yeah and you know this is a good good place to end because you know there' there should be a break between seasons Give you time um, to digest
1: and, and catch up if you were behind somehow. Yes.
0: Um, hey, guess what? We still really like this comic because it's really good. Surprise! Ding, ding, ding! Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is why we continue to cover it. <laughs>
1: yeah, e- even if this like this, this particular um, issue had less less to do with any kind of monsters. Um, however, the, thematically,
0: it's um, still. Whole, whole, wholly appropriate. Yes, and and hey, Dave, the the the, the true monsters are human
1: all along.
0: <laughs> Bet you didn't oh, see that one coming. <laughs> nope you'll you'll never see it coming. Um. All right, that's gonna do it for this. <laughs> this I was going to say this issue this issue of monster deer monster oh that'd be great if we just ended the if we ended the podcast and then it just freeze frames and it's just oh we're just in an uh, uh an fish. issue of creep show uh, okay i was gonna say a fishbowl <laughs> uh that's gonna do it for this episode of monster deer monster thank you all as always for joining us uh, Dave, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Sennot underscore plus. Yes, you can. Uh, he's been lifting heavy things and rucking and and destroying Firelink Shrine. You should really check it out. He, he's a man of excitement and <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just gotta stay busy. <laughs> gotta stay, gotta busy.
0: Uh, and um, as uh, as uh, for our absentee, our little lost lamb, our little Cameron, uh, you can find him at Twitter at... Uh, whoa, ooh. Dave, take it, because I always forget <laughs> Cameron's channel. I'm going
1: to tell him you forgot. Uh, it's night <laughs> underscore twitten. That's night without a K.
0: And uh, lastly... <laughs> You can find me at uh, on Twitter at Doctor Faust is dead. You can also find me on YouTube at Dr Faust is Dead, and if you've somehow managed to listen to this episode uh, d- uh today specifically August 31st 2019 dating this dating this episode you can also find me later today uh p- Pacific Standard Time on Twitch TV where I will be uh grabbing some video cap streaming some video capture of me Uh, playing some Hollow Knight for an upcoming video, and doing a first impression stream of Control, the game that I've been waiting for for over a year and has been sitting on my table uh, since Tuesday, and I haven't touched because I'm a good boy and I want to provide a good show for all of you. Uh, Wow, I just shill, just shill myself. Anyway, (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate uh, um, all the listeners, all of the uh, encouragement. And, uh, hey, I'm going to put out a call again. We really like mail. We would love to hear from from all of you about uh, all of the weird, goofy, monster, hammer horror, Lovecraft witches that we talk about. So, Dave, where can listeners send us mail so we can read some? It would be at monster, deer, monster, deer monster at gmail.com. That's right. Monster, monster at gmail. Please send us some mail because we love hearing. All right. That's going to do it for Dave, me, Cameron, Ghost Cameron. We're signing off and saying bye-bye, everyone.
1: Bye-bye. We'll see you all next week and back with some hammer horror courtesy of adaptations of Carmilla. More vampires. More vampires. Vamp- vampires it is. Twins even. All yep. right, guys. We will talk at you next time. Later. Bye-bye.